entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. And now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. And it can happen as simply with thinking with the end in mind. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability, guides your growth, and plans for a future exit because a business worth selling is also a business worth owning. And I'm happy to share strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have something great to share with you. I've put together an insightful and think outside the box masterclass. This 15 minute training has been specifically designed to help you learn how to get your business sale ready, even if you aren't thinking of selling it. Why now? Join me and find all the benefits that come with having a sale ready business. Register for free at scale, the number two, sell.biz. All right. I'm really excited to have my guest on with me. Uh, Stu Heinick is, uh, has been helping clients grow their business throughout his long and storied career. He started by introducing a new form of direct mail by personalizing cartoons. He was also one of Wall Street Journal's cartoonists. He, so he would draw the recipients into the responding uh, into responding the subscription offers in record numbers. After breaking countless response records for clients such as Time, Forbes, Condé Nast, Wall Street Journal, Smith Klein B, Sham, Sandoz, the NBA and NHL, woohoo, that's my favorite, and more, he set his sights on getting the art of, of the art of getting the meetings. And in his 2016 book on how to get a meeting with anyone became an instant classic. And he was named one of the top 64 sales books of all time. His latest book, which we're going to be talking about today, is How to Grow Your Business Like a Weed. And he introduces a fascinating new business growth model based on weeds of all things. And it's all fuel and strategy for growth. I love this. Stu believes that this, it doesn't matter what business you're in because we're all in the business growth um, business. So I love it. Stu, welcome to Profit with a Plan podcast. Marcia, Marcia thank you for, for having me on. I'm, I'm so glad to join you. Yeah, this is great. So we I've been doing this a little while and I have never heard um, someone relate growth to weeds. Um, Tell me a little bit about what you mean. Are you talking the weeds sure. that come out of the, the cement and the dirt? I'm so glad you asked that because I'm not talking about this one. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> and, thank goodness. I'm in California, so it's uh, yeah. legal here in California, but we're not talking about we're not talking that about way. <laughs> I'm so glad and, you brought that up. Holy and cow. I, and when I talk about the weed mindset, I'm not, not talking about, yeah, man, it's none of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't even correlate the two until you said that. And I'm like, oh, I should have had a precursor on this. <laughs> I'm having a blast talking about this book. I got to tell you. It's perfect. So, um, no, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am talking about the weeds that are growing in our yards and in our gardens, the ones on the roadways everywhere. All these plants that are invasive, the plants that we can't control, the plants that show up uninvited, the plants who have their own their own plans in mind, and, their, and, and the plants who you know, just expand and dominate and, and defend their turf. All those, all those plants that we call weeds, that's, those are the ones I'm talking about. Wow. Well, there's a lot of weeds out there and, and they're very, you know, they're, 
you get one and they go like crazy. So, so how do we, how do we turn our business, I guess would be a great question into thinking like it's a weed. Well, um, you know, so I, I should, I should tell you how I got started with this. Cause I think that'll help. That'll put it. In, sure. In sure. So I used to live in, in California too. I lived in LA and one morning I was driving down the Santa Monica freeway. And so it's six lanes of traffic going one way and then six lanes coming the other way. And I think about a 40 foot wide concrete meter. It's all concrete though, and rushing tires. And, and it's no place for a plant to take root. But I noticed something that, you know, just is like, it's not an unusual sight at all, but I noticed a dandelion growing out of a crack in the concrete in the median. Can we, can we, can we really get a picture of LA traffic though? You were not racing by the freeway to be able to see this dandelion. You were probably going four or five miles an hour. Well, because look at me, look at my hair. This was a long time. It was when traffic used to move. So no, and it used to move actually. So we were going about 60, I would guess, something like that. So no, we were, I was whizzing by then. It's a long time ago. <laughs> so, um, but so I spotted this dandelion and, and you know, we know what they look like and, the, and we've, we've seen them growing out of cracks everywhere, you know? So, so that wasn't so unusual, but this time, I don't know, for some reason it really struck me because I was thinking, look at that thing. You know, it, it just, it just, how did it get there? When of course we know how it got there. They have highly mobile seeds that float around in the air and they, they probe every possible opportunity to take root which is what we should be like in our business. Mm. And, and they, and they, um, and then, you know, it's just, it's significant, for example, that it wasn't a, like, there's no apple trees growing out of cracks in the concrete medians or blueberry patches or, or petunias. And quite frankly, those plants don't have what it takes to be a weed actually, mm. because weeds don't do anything. <clears throat> I would say just say they don't do anything without an unfair advantage. And Ooh. so, isn't that cool? I mean, because look, at yeah. it, we need to be much more weed-like in our businesses. Yeah, we do. Okay, so, so finish your story because I've got probably six yeah, or seven okay, questions yeah. and on that. Was coming the up. other thing I noticed was that look at it; it looked happy, it looked optimistic, it looked—it didn't look like it was saying, "Well, this sucks." I ended up in the middle of a freeway instead of at the beach. You know, it just wherever it landed, it stopped. I mean, it, it just took root and it ran its process. And it looked happily, it just looked like it was running that process very happily. And that process was obviously working for it. So there it was. And I just thought, man, I hope I can live up to that example throughout my career, throughout any business that I create. Wow. Okay. You put some, you dropped some huge bombs on me through through this story. First of all, the weed and the fact that you were driving fast was like totally yeah. un, unreasonable in today's time. But uh, especially on the Santa Monica Freeway. Um, but you've talked about the strength that it was able to take root and grow. And despite, you know, the conditions that it was in, how do we relate that to our business? Well, a couple of ways. One is, well, so, you know, as I drove by, I thought, okay, I need to know. Do weeds have a model? In fact, that that sort of it started a long quest, and it's what led to writing the book. But do weeds have a model that they all use to grow? We know what it means to grow like a weed, but how are they doing it? And is there a model that we can that we can that we can use in business? Mm -hmm. And in fact, they all do have the same model. They all, and it is a model that we can use. So what they're doing is they're leveraging a fierce mindset. We'll have to come back to that, but a fierce mindset. 
and unfair advantages against collective scale. And they do it according to a process that has been honed over millions of years, but I'm able to, to really to meet any challenge. They change quickly, but it's been honed over millions of years. So it's a darn good process. And it's just, it's just programmed into their, into their DNA. So that's how they do it. And we know that we need to have a, a fierce mindset as well. That applies to our business and to really anything. We're not competitive if we don't have that. And then those unfair advantages, um, that's actually the WEEDS, that acronym, the WEEDS, so W-E-E-D-S, which stands for WEED-inspired enterprise expansion and domination strategies. But it's, a, it's eight levels of strategy that you can use to create new unfair advantages or maybe force multipliers in your business. And I, I don't think any business should exist without these. I don't think any business can exist without these unfair advantages. So you've got to cultivate those. And then and then they do it against collective scale. And so there's a, this whole section about scaling like a weed. And there's a lot, I'm having a blast talking about this, I have to say. It's a lot of fun. Wow. But, well, it's um, very creative how you came out of it and looking at this one weed on the freeway and coming up with this idea of how they're so resilient, they can adapt in any in any method, and then to be able to bridge the gap and bring us business owners and saying, you know, because it is hard. If it was easy, everybody would be business owners making millions and millions of dollars. But there's a lot of us out there that aren't doing that. And we need to look at things that, as I like to say, outside the box or 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 different viewpoint on our business so that we can scale and grow because uh, if you're not growing, you're dying, right? And and the market's catching up and passing you and knocking you down. Yeah. So I love how you've you've created this 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 bridge between the weed and and the business and how we can do it. But you shared a lot of ideas and a lot of comments. Can we focus on one or two that maybe sure. oh, someone yeah. can use today? and really start to feel that and then get some gain on there. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if I was gonna say, well, okay, so tell me real, quick, real quickly, how can I benefit from weed strategy? And I, I really wouldn't wanna answer that quite, but I'd say, no, read the whole book. But, um, but, but the first thing I think that we should do is we, we, we exist in one-to-one -one leverage. And I don't know if that makes sense yet, but, but we're taught from early childhood, let's say when we the first time we played musical chairs and with the music stopped and we said, you know, where's my chair? And you realize, oh, it's a competitive world out there and I have to watch it. I have to be proactive. And if I don't want to be left standing when the when the music stops, I need to be, I need to be, I need to have an eye on my on all of the chairs and I gotta I I gotta I gotta be fast. So you gotta elbow the other kid out of the way too, right? Yeah, you've got to be well, so it teaches us to be self-reliant. I mean, you've got to go to school, get good grades, and you get into a good college, then you go out and you get a good job. But you can't, I mean, that's, but that's not scaling. You can't scale jobs. I mean, you can't have a thousand jobs, let's say. Mm. So, so, you, so there's this really interesting dynamic happening here. We're, we're taught to be self-reliant and tough at it. Um, and entrepreneurs especially are good at this, right? I mean, they're sort of like at the top of the, of the scale at this, and that's great. And it's necessary, but it also works against us because mm. we all know all these, we probably recognize it in ourselves that there's a lot of things that we do that we shouldn't be doing. We should be, we should be having a team doing these things. There are things that we, I mean, I'm, we teach each, 
think we teach ourselves how to do things pretty easily as entrepreneurs. I mean, I think that's sort of the class of people that we are. And and so if you teach yourself, to, I mean, like I taught myself to edit videos and so I'm not a good video editor. I shouldn't be Me doing neither. it. I mean, like I can do it, but but you know, if I really want to get a good job done, I do it. I get someone who's really an expert in it. You want to create these teams around you so that you don't become the, you shouldn't be part part of the deliverable or it should be minimal. I guess if you're a consultant, maybe that's not true, but otherwise, if you're part of the deliverable of a product, then you need to get, you need to stop working at one-to-one leverage. And, 100%, and you, you you're the multi- roadblock. Yeah, you're, you're in the you way. You are the bottleneck. Bottleneck, and, and that's so, it, yeah. So, you know, so I think one of the things that, t- that weeds show us so beautifully is, and it's part of their mindset, but it's also part of their strategy. It's just run, it just runs throughout, is that they work, they're natural collaborators, they work together. And we need to learn to collaborate a lot more, I think. I think that's one of the big messages. And you can do that by forming all kinds of, I mean, there's a lot of ways to do this, but forming alliances, um, partnerships, gaining access to sales channels that you wouldn't have had otherwise, certainly wouldn't have been able to build on your own or would have had otherwise. Um, you need to be doing these things so that you make what you're doing bigger. There's a synergy, but that synergy only happens if there are multiple people and multiple, I don't know, just multiple parties involved. So use, I was going to say use buying strategy. I haven't explained what buying strategy is, but you want to borrow the infrastructure of others to gain dominant access to sunlight. Um, I love it. And that's how you do it. I love it. Very, very interesting. And something I've been, very, uh, very strong in preaching the the team approach and and scaling, but you know, not someone said you don't have to, you don't have to think market domination to grow. You don't have to grow and take over. Your your goal or your mindset doesn't have to be Amazon, right? As an example right. of market domination, but even in a small business. You need more than one person and you need the structure and pieces in place yeah. that you explain in your book. And, and you need to be, you still need to be growing. It just doesn't have to be a market domination scale rate. It can still be at, at a pace that you can handle or, or uh, you want to allow inside of your company. And that was only done by, as you mentioned, getting out of the, getting out of the bottleneck and, and building a team for it. Yeah, I mean, collaboration is really the message there. You need to collaborate. And mm-hmm. if you do, the more you collaborate, it's really interesting. The more you collaborate, the more everything grows. Mm-hmm. You know, look, I'm a small business owner, so I don't I don't own anything like him. Nobody does own anything like Amazon, right? Um, so Amazon is an, an extreme example, but they certainly do a lot of collaboration. Look at that. I mean, like the whole, the whole seems like the whole retail world is on their their platform they 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 do a lot i mean and all the affiliates and all all this they do a lot of collaboration actually mm, really good can, point we can do it as well on our at our own scale and i just you know as i was writing the book because i've been in business a long time but you know i've i've had this creative agency that's my business i help sales teams break through when i got these campaigns and we use cartoons and there's all kinds of unfair advantages in that i mean i've got this I've got unmatched test experience and um, I'm one of the Wall Street Journal cartoonists. It's going to be hard for people to match that if they're going to try to compete directly with what I do. So it's just a little niche, actually. I'm not I'm not trying to be Amazon, but I'm doing it very, very um, um, decisively, you know, mm. protecting my turf. 
there are I've got, I'm protected in a lot of ways, and um, and I and you just you still have to have and and it's necessary to have them unfair advantages. Hundred mm, right? I mean, percent. Does that make sense? Because yeah, you know, it would be really hard to compete with me. Um, I have a best-selling book on the on the on the subject of getting meetings, and the the campaigns that I use now are to help sales teams get meetings, and so it's hard to compete with that. So how does one how does one create an unfair advantage like a weed in their business if they are let's let's use an example of a CPA or an an attorney let's a high end professional what kind of unfair advantage could they build in a highly commoditized market? Well, I think the first thing that they should build are relationships, and so those relationships each each one of those relationships can become an unfair advantage. I mean, no, I know a, I know a a, a, um, a financial advisor. I would give the client, and and he had created this this um, referral um, relationship with an attorney, and he ended up getting a half million dollar deal. I mean, like his commission wow. was a half million dollars. So that that relationship is is definitely an unfair advantage. No one else got that that commission. You know, and it's funny too that the deep relationships with partners. Um, you know, networking, building referral partners. I was just at an event on Saturday and I wanted to introduce this new um, real estate attorney that I'd met in a circle. And I just, I loved her. And I went to one of my real estate friends and I said, hey, would it be all right if I introduced you to Rebecca? And Wendy went to me and she's like, well, that's fine, but I don't want to give her any false hopes. I have a really solid relationship with Tony. And I'm like, oh, Okay, and I knew Tony, and I didn't put two and two together, but that that creates an unfair advantage yeah, for Tony because they have the tight relationship. Yeah. So yeah. Mm. now, I mean, so I so, I, but these these unfair advantages can take all kinds of forms. It could be your location, it could be what the people that are streaming through because something else is nearby. It could be um, if you if it's you know if you're if you're brick and mortar, um, I, you know, it could be partners that or partnerships that you, um, that you cultivate. And so I like, I'm, I'm starting a new annual award called the total weed award. And, um, and I'm going to have a lot of fun calling somebody a total weed. <laughs> Actually, I'm having a lot. I'm probably going to call you a total weed by the end of this. So I love that's it. a lot of fun, I love it. but, um, but so, so it's going to be an annual award to honor, particularly weed like um, growth and, and audacity in, in entrepreneurship. And so, you know, I could just be making that award on my own, or I could find an interesting partner and I did. So I'm partnering with the NASDAQ Entrepreneurial Center to make this award, right? How Didn't cool that make is it that? a much bigger thing? I saw your reaction. It made it a much bigger thing in your mind, right? So we create these. So that's an unfair advantage. They're all over the place. It's just... Uh, and it, it's so funny. We we use the term so often in our everyday life. It's like, oh, that weed is like troublesome. It won't go away or it's taking over my grass or I like to call my grandson a weed because he grows really fast. Um, but the, we use that terminology in so many different areas of our life. And to be able to use it on our business and look at our business and have it grow like a weed is really, that's that's a definite positive versus the negative of the thing that's taken over my grass, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that what'll happen is, because the thing is, I have a lot of, con I've had more and more conversations as a new book, right? But I've had more and more conversations. And the funny thing is afterward, 
um, I hear from I, people will write back to me and say, you know, you'll never you'll never guess what the weeds are up to now in my garden or what, <laughs> whatever. Suddenly they notice the weeds a lot more. And that's great because I think that weeds, ultimately weeds are, what they're giving us is a model. It's not, it's not new innovation. It's a model mm. that we can use to arrange our, our, it's to arrange our strategy. I mean, that's what it is. It's just, this is how we're going to arrange our business. This is how we're going to, how we're going to approach our market. We're just approach being in business. And so it becomes someone had said it's, it's um, it, that weeds are nature's SWOT analysis. And I think that's right on the money. <laughs> that's just, great. You'll watch weeds yeah. and say, I got to make sure I'm doing this. Got to make sure. Oh yeah. Look at, I mean, look at how the weeds later on this summer, we'll see the, the dandy. If you have dandelions around, you'll see that the dandelions keep growing while other things turn around, they go into senescence. But the dandelions will go at least another month at least on the island where I am near Seattle. They go at least a month longer. And you look at and you go, and, and by the way, they How also- How could they do these, that? How do they do that? Yeah, they, How do they just pull the it tenacity? Off? You know, they have a plan it's, to be stronger, multiply, um, you know, uh, have the unfair advantage. They're, but they're, they're willing to work hard. I think it's that they're willing to work harder than everyone else because- they are not only, you know, like, again, in, in the springtime, when when all the plants start flowering, well, dandelions are among the first to start flowering. But all the other, I'm just looking out the windows, so all these other plants and trees that flower, they do it once. And then they go to seed, and then that's it. They have one growth cycle through that summer, right through that growing period. But dandelions, you'll watch, and they keep doing it. They, they probably have 20 growth seasons. Really? 20 or 20 growth cycles in a season. They just keep doing it. They keep flowering and they keep popping out seeds. And then, and then as I pointed out, they're doing it longer than all the other, the other plants are going to sleep. I guess you could call it. They're, they're in right. hibernation. But yeah. A month later, they're still out there running their, pro, their, their growth processes. So it was spring. So they're wow. working harder than everyone and longer than everyone else. That should give us inspiration in our businesses. We need to do the same I'm inspired thing. by a dandelion to be, to grow bigger, stronger, faster, better. That's yeah. amazing. But it, it, it is a completely different outlook um, on something we should already be doing in our business, whether we're small, uh, a consulting firm like myself or a you know, brick and mortar dentist or little mom and pop shop, or it's, you know, somebody who's thriving to grow and expand and grow and expand and grow and expand. Um, we need to continue doing it. And yeah. so now you're thinking, instead of having a beautiful plant on my desk, <laughs> I want to go get some weeds and pot them and see what well, they was, do. You know, I, was, I was noticing <laughs> the weeds behind you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, that's great. It, it's, it is a completely different outlook and viewpoint on something we need to do. So let's talk about what are some of the areas that we should be focusing weed like growth with. Um, maybe something in our business, like you had mentioned, having that network um, and, and collaboration what what would we want to look at maybe first if we're going to make our business like a weed? Oh, I'm going to give you, well, this isn't really a, meant as a self-serving answer, but read the whole book. <laughs> of course we're going to read the book, but these are features yeah, but enough to get us all started on it. But I think, the, so a couple of things. One is um, weeds, if they could talk, I think that they would tell it. There's a whole weed mindset aspect to this <laughs> we as well. Talk. 
And and one, you know, you, the dandelion growing out of, out of the crack in the Santa Monica freeway. Well, you know, one of the things that it was doing is it was dealing with what is. It wasn't it wasn't saying, oh shoot, you know. But if I was at the beach, life would be this way, you know. Or, right, could have, should have, would have, if that could happen. Love it. Yeah, just deal with what is. It's really, you know, it's one of those simple things to to say to someone. Deal with what is, but it's so hard to do. It's kind of like that the stock advice, you know, buy low, sell high. It sounds yep. really easy, but it's in practice, it's really difficult to do because when the market's going up, when the stocks are are gaining in value, that's the last time you want. I mean, you don't want to sell them; they're going up higher, but they won't always. They won't. That that won't continue completely. Or certainly in the short term, they'll be downturns, and and so uh, so that and then and then buy low. That's you're buying when the market is really like tanked, and and you're going. And everybody's uncomfortable about it. It's really hard to do, and so in our, our case, you know, dealing with what is, we have all these emotions that get in the way, and and it, it mm. just clouds everything we do, and it, it it causes us to to not act or not act as aggressively as we should. So deal with what is. Um, and then it. the next one is, um, is, is just that I, I think that you do need to have, you gotta have a weed mindset to do. You gotta have this fierce mindset. You have to be optimistic and aggressive and resilient and adaptive and, and persistent. I mean, you have to have all those things or also, or you will not make it in business because you're competing against a lot of people who do have those, those attributes and you wanna have them stronger than the other, other people that you're competing against as well as having unfair advantages and as well as working at, at collective scales, much larger scale, scale than just one-to-one -one leverage. Do you want to be doing all those things? It's really kind of, it's a holistic thing. And finally, if I may, um, you said something in your, in your intro about having a business that's worth selling. And, and so, you know, I'm sure that the word process is very familiar <laughs> because how yes, many people sir. have a, have a, a business but they don't have a process, a recorded process, a process that can be passed along, at least to, to the new owners, if not to all of their employees. Well, it's part of scaling as well is to have processes, yeah, because you if you have everything in your head and you're swinging the hammer, you can't scale that. But if you say swing it this way and this many times, then it's a process that can be handed off to somebody else. And, and if you don't have a process, you can't even you don't even have a business you can sell. That's right. That's right. So. I mean, financial right. advisors will tell they that financial advisors run into people all the time who say, "Yeah, I've got a business," and um, their hair is probably about the same color as mine. So they're saying, "Okay, so you know, I'm getting ready to, you know, have a liquidity event. I'm going to sell, and I think what I might do is move to, to move to Switzerland or Barbados or something on my yacht." And then they sure. come to this rude awakening that the, the, the financial advisor will say, "Do you have a process?" <laughs> like. No, I don't have a process. Well, you and basically, essentially, they tell them what then what you have is a great job. You pr you produce the best mm -hmm. possible fitting job for yourself, but you didn't build a business. So 100%. the process is critical for that. Love it. it. It is so true. People people think about you know I bump into this frequently because I deal a lot with professional service firms and. I deal with it frequently because they're like, I, I, I'll, I'll speak to a, a bankruptcy attorney and he's like, oh yeah, that, I'm the business. And I'm like, yeah, you are the business, but that doesn't mean you have to stay the business and you could expand and grow out of this. You know, these are important things and, and mindsets to shift. So I'm always asking my clients to start thinking with the end in mind. 
because growing a great business that can be sold makes a fantastic business right now. But it's the same with that weed mindset. If you can get them to shift the way they're thinking and thinking, how can I be resilient? How can I be tenacious? How can I be super strong and, and grow the, the month or two after the season and get started before anybody else? I mean, that's, that's business. That's how you jump ahead. And you just put it in a format that gets someone thinking differently about something that they should be doing with no complaints and just start busting it through, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And so it, it gets, again, it's, it's about working harder and smarter. And it's mm. about creating, well, I keep saying unfair advantages, but really force multipliers, right? I mean, those, mm, I like that. you need those things in your business or you don't have a reason for being in business. So I you need it. them and, and you need to add more. You need to cultivate more and more and more of those, which is what that weeds model is about. Those eight levels of strategy are about. And you need to think about scaling your business consciously. You can't if you don't think about it, it won't scale. You have to create that scale by by creating those alliances and and those collaborations, and and then again, just I really have to hit hard on on process. You know, process. I'm a cartoonist. I'm a sort of I'm a creative guy. So process was always processes are opposite, right? Yeah, they are the opposite. But I was always thinking, you know, when I heard the word process, I thought, oh, it feels like a speed bump. It feels like, you know, this this sort of. Uh, just this bureaucratic thing. It's you got to read manuals and, and you got to follow. Well, it's not about not following rules, but I got to read all these. I'd rather figure it out myself. It's kind of the way I was thinking, right? But weeds have changed everything for me about about process because what you know, I see that they again they have this process that is honed over millions of years, but it's also adaptable to anything that comes up. And they'll they'll do things like there's one weed that has created a. Um, an immunity to Roundup and 70% of all other herbicides used by farmers. And it did it in four years. And that's because it had a process for evolving right around any any challenge like that. So now that's that's incorporated into its process. It's just, it's process is evolution in in the weeds world. And it probably is in our world as well. Love it. Stu, you've given us some fantastic ideas and ways to view those nasty little buggers and put it into our business in a way that we can grow, which is the the essence of life and business. Um, I love it. Now we've talked about your book several times, several times. You've given us some great insights to your book. Where can listeners find out more about you and your book so they can grow their business? I don't know if I showed. So here it is. Oh, cool. Love it. How to grow your business like a weed. And you can buy it anywhere. Um, anywhere books are sold, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, et cetera. Um, but you can also come to my website. And if you come to my author site, you can get the first two chapters for free and you can join my my list. And I would love to have you do that. And we could talk weeds a lot more. I, I love talking weeds, but really it's about what I really love to do. And it's been my whole career has is, is always been about creating unfair advantages for clients. And this and, and weed strategy is going to do that for you as well. So I'd love to have you stop by my site. It's it's just stuheinick.com, S-T-U-H-E-I-N-E-C-K-E.com. And hopefully the, maybe there'll be a link with the with this. And so Absolutely. Just Absolutely. Go right we'll, help, we'll help and, the folks spell it and, and it'll be on the on the podcast notes as well. Perfect. So. Perfect. Well, yeah, I love so just it. Go over there and, and you can get the free, free, a couple of free issues. I'm sorry, free chapters. 
Love it. Love it. I can't wait to see. And I'm looking forward to the weed award and um, putting it out there because I want to I want to grow some weeds myself in my business and and start changing that mindset. I think it's a, a really smart method for for growing your business. So thanks so much. Hey, listeners, I hope you found a couple of ideas to put into your business that will help you be more profitable and to think outside the box and, and just really start thinking like a weed, right? Um, your business needs to be that almost even you can think weed marketing, right? Um, you can think you can you can layer the weed mindset on everything you do. Uh, I think it's I think it's a really it's a fun idea, fun idea. All right. So now more than ever, it's important to build your business like you want to sell it. Don't forget to register for my new free 15-minute training on how to get your business sale ready, even if you aren't thinking of selling it yet. There are tons of benefits to having a sale-ready business like more freedom, more money, and an easier-to-run business. Go register for free at scale, the number two, sell.biz. You don't want to miss this class. And Stu and I would love to hear your questions, how you're using the weed mentality in your business um, and share it with us. Comment on today's show and put it in there. Stu and I will respond back with your, with your comments and questions. And don't forget to subscribe. You don't want to miss uh, any future shows. And you can always catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Stu. Thank you, Marcia.